Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Amazon tiene todo lo que necesitas para tu dormitorio, desde productos esenciales hasta ropa y decoración e incluso ropa de cama para si sí, 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 estás activas. Y si estás regulares también. Ahorra en todo para la universidad en Amazon. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. Now, before we get started, same as every week, I'd just like to say hello and welcome to Dan, my new Patreon member, and I hope you're enjoying the additional bonus content that you get on that show, and the fact that you'll get all of your episodes ad-free. So if that sounds good to any of you guys, and you don't want to listen to these adverts, get yourselves over to patreon.com forward slash this week in history it's five dollars a month and you'll get access to extra shows and you'll also get access to all of these shows but without the adverts so hopefully that's enough of an incentive to get you guys over there if you can't get over to patreon to support us you can also support us by sharing the podcast with friends and family on episodes that you think they might like and also by leaving us a review. A five-star review goes a long way to supporting the podcast and helps us uh, improve uh, where we can and, and helps certain things that, that we do. Because obviously I've, I've had a few bits of feedback over the last few weeks. Some positive, some slightly negative. Uh, I got a little bit of a, a telling off, I'm sure many of you saw, about the, uh, I'm going to put in quotations, American bashing that I did Um on the Israel-Palestine episode. But it is just friendly banter, and as I'm sure you guys are aware, I absolutely love the USA, and I love you guys for listening to me. So, uh, no offence, and I hope we can draw a line with that. Uh, however, this week we are covering possibly one of the... Well, certainly the one of the most famous uh, disasters in modern history, uh, something that for everybody listening to this podcast who was alive i know we do have some guys that are are quite young but anybody who was alive uh, during september the 11th 2001 will remember where they were when they found out it was one of those that everybody has a different account and everybody has um an opinion on it everybody has remembers remembers it in their own way um, so before I'll start off, I will just give you what I remember. I was uh, 10, 10 years old, nearly 11 years old, um, and I was at a childminders. I'd just finished school. It was about 3 o'clock, uh, about half past 3, no, about about 5 past 3, 10 past 3 in, in England. And I'd, I was at a childminders. I'd finished school, and all of a sudden I was outside playing, 
and the childminder came in and said, oh, can you all, all come in and have just watch the TV? And we came in and one of the girls who I went to school with shouted, oh my God, America is collapsing. Um, and at that point, we were watching the, 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 the TV and, and the second plane hit the tower. And it's uh, one of those things that even at 10 years old, I will remember for the rest of my life. It's uh, It was a shocking display of terrorism um one of the worst like i said probably the worst uh, terrorist attack uh it's certainly the worst in in my living memory and uh for for many americans it was it was even worse um you know the worst thing about it for for many americans was this was the first time america had ever really been attacked on home soil by a foreign power and there is a slight deviance in that just for historical records where a Japanese uh, balloon bomb hit mainland America uh, in California killing two people during the Second World War and a lot of people classed Pearl Harbor um, but I, I mean when you're talking about mainland America this was uh, was a massive blow um, to the American psyche um, very much like the British had with the Blitz it was that that sort of feeling of actually we're not you know we're not as uh, as safe as we we think we are and we are vulnerable to certain things now i have been requested with this episode to cover some of the conspiracy theories behind that uh, behind 911 um which i don't want to do um and i'm going to just put it out there uh it's not this isn't a conspiracy podcast there are so many conspiracy podcasts out there that will give you all the conspiracy theories about 911 um, this is not one of them. So I will be sticking to the timeline, the historical facts, and what we know. Um, any conspiracies, and believe me, there are certain ones that I believe, but I won't be going into them. Um, so we shall start with, like I said, we'll start with the timeline um, and where this all started on September the 11th, 2001. So the first incident started at uh, 7.59 a.m., which was Flight uh, 11, American Airlines Flight 11, with 92 people aboard, takes off from Boston Logan Airport uh, en route to Los Angeles. 15 minutes later, at 8.14, United Airlines 175, Boeing six, uh, sorry, 767, with 65 people, takes off from Boston and also is heading to Los Angeles. At 8.19, flight attendants aboard Flight 11 alert ground personnel that the plane has been hijacked. So it's only taken them 20 minutes to take that plane. At 8.20, American Airlines Flight 77 takes off from Dulles International Airport just outside of Washington, D.C. and is also heading to Los Angeles with 74 passengers on board. At 8.24, hijacker Mohammed Atta makes the first two accidental transmissions from Flight 11 to ground control. And this was apparently in an attempt to communicate with the plane's cabin, which he obviously failed. It then went silent, and at 8.40, air traffic controllers at the Federal Aviation Administration alert North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, as most of you guys will know, um, about the suspected hijacking of Flight 11 
and they scramble two fighter planes located at Cape Cod Otis International Guard Base and to locate and tail Flight 11. However, these planes do not leave the grounds before Flight 11 crashes into the North Tower. At 8.41, United Airlines Flight 93, with 44 people, takes off from Newark International Airport en route to San Francisco. It had been scheduled to depart at 8 o'clock, however, due to the hijackings, it had been pushed back. Now, to me, that plane should never have left the ground. (laughs) They knew something was going on at 8.41. That plane should never have left the ground. Anyway, the, the next uh, next point at 8.46 a.m. Mohammed Atta and the other hijackers aboard American Flight 11 crashed the plane into the 93rd to 99 uh, ta- floors of the North Tower of the World Trade Center killing everybody on board instantly and hundreds inside the building within seconds 8.47 within seconds the New York's bravest the New York Police Department and the Fire Department uh, dispatch units to the World Trade Center. Um, Port Authority Police Department officers on site begin to evacuate the North Tower immediately. At 8.50, um, George W. Bush, President George W. Bush, is informed of the uh, the incident. Now, I remember seeing this other uh, video of him sat at an elementary school reading a book and for anybody who tells me that the president has had something to do with this watch his reaction and you tell me that if he had something to do with that he deserves an Oscar because that is the best performance I have ever seen that man knew nothing he he was as dumbfounded as everybody in New York stood there watching um, and I'd, I'd question anybody to prove me wrong on that Uh, 9.02 after initial instructions of tenants of the World Trade Center South Tower to remain in the building Port Authority officials broadcast orders to evacuate both towers via the public address system an estimated 10 to 14,000 people are already in the process of evacuating now if it was and I'm not saying anybody did, no one did anything wrong in this. However, 15 minutes prior to this, you've just seen a plane hit the building next to you. For you to stay in that building, I, I don't know how you do it. I would have, I'd have been running down the stairs at that point. I'd have been like, sod this, this is not a day for me to be in work, I'm going. Um, you know, it, I'd, I'd have just been gone. And I don't know how people sort of went and stayed. I just, I just don't get it. And obviously at 9.02, um, that's when they were told to evacuate both towers. At 9.03, United Airlines 175 crashed into floors 75 to 85 of the South Tower, killing everybody on board and again hundreds inside the tower within seconds. 9.08, the FAA bans all flights... Uh, takeoffs uh, going into or out of New York and airspace, and they grounded everything around the city as well. Um, a little bit too late, if you ask me. Um, I think they should have done that as soon as they heard hijacking. Um, I mean, obviously, this is something 
that they learn from um, and I think now there is, is obviously a lot more stringent rules when it comes to, to airports um, 9.21 the Port Authority closes all bridges and tunnels into New York City and at 9.24 the FAA uh, notifies uh, NIADS um, of suspected hijacking of Flight 77 after some passengers and crew aboard are able to alert family members on the ground. 9.31, speaking from Florida, President Bush calls in uh, calls the events in New York City an apparent terrorist attack on our country. So at this point, nobody really knows who's taking responsibility. You're only really half an hour in and America's come to a standstill you know and 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 i'm sure all you guys who who remember this remember that it's an apparent terrorist attack and you may even remember the story beforehand where they said oh it was only a small aircraft that hit the north tower because obviously at, at first nobody realized that it was a commercial jet that hit the first tower uh 937 hijackers aboard flight 77 uh, crashed the plane into the western facade of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., killing 59 abroad and 125 military and civilian personnel inside the building. Now, this is something that gets missed a lot, is that um, is the fact that one did hit the Pentagon. And, you know, you know, two, nearly 200 people, or just over 200 people, are, are killed uh, immediately from this this attack um and it's you know it's quite scary it's it's the focus obviously is on the towers because the towers were were massive news um but the attack on the pentagon um people i think sort of falls out of a lot of people's minds um 9:42 for the first time in history the FAA grounds all flights over or bound for the continental united states and over the next two and a half hours, some 3,300 commercial flights and 1,200 private planes are guided to land at airports in Canada instead of the United States. 9.45, amid escalating rumours of other attacks, the White House and US Capitol buildings are evacuated. And this is, you know, this is a very, very scary thought. To, to think that the White House is being evacuated you know this is the centre of US politics and has been the home of the president since 1776 and now it's it's being evacuated for possibly one of the first times in history or at least the first time since 1814 um, 9.59 uh, uh, a moment that will last with everybody uh, is when the South Tower collapsed. Um, you know, and and it's only taken an hour, not even an hour, for that South Tower to have been hit and to have collapsed. And you know, amidst all the the panic and chaos, and obviously, like I said, I'm dealing with with facts here. It's uh, it's crazy to to just take a side note on how people dealt with it you know we've all seen the pictures we all remember um people jumping from the towers we've all seen the videos of 
New Yorkers just stood horrified at the bottom of the towers, not knowing what to do. Um, I mean, that the fear inside the tower of realising that you're above the floor that's been hit. There's no way down. Um, you're either going to burn to death or you've got to jump. And I think when that that fear hits a human, every instinct in your body is telling you not to jump. But these people decided that that fear, that emotion of doing something like that was was going to be a quicker death than staying in a burning building and I can't honestly say how I deal with that and I can't I can believe many people listening to this would be exactly the same um you know a lot of people a lot of people are religious in America it's a, a your religion tells you suicide is wrong um but then what do you do in that situation is it's a horrifying thought um and i think what makes it worse is the fact that when these guys or and and with ladies men and women jumped from these towers this wasn't instant death um that jump took somewhere between 8 to 15 seconds depending on how high you were up the tower that's a long time knowing that this is the last journey that you're ever going to take that sort of 15 seconds and you know there's there's stories of you know one one New York firefighter um going into the north tower the the minute it, or within minutes of it being hit um and someone had jumped and as he went into the tower the the woman landed on top of him and killed him instantly um you know there's there's so many stories like that and when that south tower collapsed um just immediately there was there was over 250 firemen inside that building when everybody else was running away when everybody was leaving new york everybody was trying to get away from these towers and yet the new york fire department walked in they walked in literally to a a death they walked to their own death and they did it to save lives and it's you just can't put into words the respect and the bravery of these men you know it's it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable how how they did it um so yeah if anybody anybody on here is a a fireman um or you know part of the the new york fire department or the the police department in new york and you remember that day drop me a message because i would love to do an episode with people who you know who witnessed it firsthand people who were in new york even if you were just there on the day um i'd love to do an episode of people who who remember it um more vividly than what we do from tv bit of a digression there so we're going to flash forward to 1007 um whilst everybody's dealing with the the collapse of the world trade center passengers and crew members aboard the hijacked flight 93 contact friends and family 
um, and learn about the attacks in New York and Washington. Um, they know that this plane is going somewhere to kill thousands of people. Um, and they mount an attempt to retake the plane. And in a response to that, the hijackers deliberately crash the plane in a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, killing all 40 passengers and crew aboard. Now, again, these guys, from all, from what I can work out, the trajectory of uh, Flight 93 was on its way to the White House. Um, from what I can gather, I mean, I might be wrong here, um, and if I am, let me know, but there's 40 people on board that have sacrificed their own life. They know they're going to die, but they sacrificed their own life to save potentially thousands of Americans and potentially your commander-in-chief because I don't know how many of them on that plane would have realized that at this point the president wasn't in Washington. Um, he could have been. That plane could have gone into the the White House. It could have taken out the president. Could you know? And it didn't. And it's and it, I think it's down to the 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 brave men and women on that plane who decided to to try and take it back. Um, just a few moments later, though, um, eight sorry eight ten twenty eight, um, the World Trade Trade Center North Tower uh, collapses after it was hit 102 minutes previously. Um, 11 a.m. Mayor Rudolph Giuliani calls for the evacuation of Lower Manhattan, south of Canal Street, including more than one million residents, workers, and tourists, as efforts continue throughout the afternoon to search for survivors at the World Trade Centers. I don't know how many they found. But from what I've seen with that rubble going down and the way they collapsed, I just don't see how how that how they found anybody. And and if they did, I I don't know. I I, don't, I do you know what I I've not even this this may be one of the most under researched episodes I've done because I have so many feelings about this and and I have so many questions about this that I, I think I've got more questions for you guys than I have answers you know how many how many were found under the rubble how many police officers and firemen did die that day you know how many people managed to escape from above where the planes hit did anybody escape from above where the planes were hit you know there's so many so many questions. Um, 1 p.m. Barksdale Air Force in Louisiana. President Bush announces that U.S. military forces are on high alert worldwide. You got to remember, the U.S., uh, much like Britain, has got military bases all over the world. Um, we have uh, an American Air Force base down the road from where I used to live. Um, it's called RAF Lakenheath, which is uh, just in Norfolk, and it's it's amazing. You, you go past it, and you can see uh, the F-15s taking off and things like that. It's 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 a wonderful, um, wonderful air air base. You know, you can the sound of those Raptors when they go past it is is amazing. But it, it's 
you've got to remember you've got personnel, military personnel, potentially in the Middle East. We don't know exactly where these have come from. You know, they don't know um, exactly what what's happened. Um, this was all hearsay and speculation at the moment. They don't know exactly what's happened. This was all going so fast. Um, 2.51pm, the US Navy dispatches missile destroyers to New York and Washington, D.C. And at 5.20, the 47-storey 7 World Trade Center collapses after burning for hours. The vehicle had been evacuated in the morning and there were no casualties, though the collapse forces rescue workers to flee for their lives. And it is the last of the Twin Towers to fall. Now, that was a bit of a shock to me because I didn't even know that there was a third World Trade Center or Trade 7 World Trade. I, you just hear about the two. The two big... You don't hear about a 47-story building that collapses three, four hours after the first one. It's just not... wasn't covered very much in, in the British news. Um, 6.58... President Bush returns to the White House um, and at 8.30 he addresses the nation and he says the evil and despicable acts of terror declaring that America its friends and allies will stand together to win the war against terrorism now this was possibly one of the worst events in my living history and the aftermath of September the 11th has been felt all around the world um, and it's been sort of the the start of of so many um, terrorist attacks across the world since um, just to give you the figures uh, 2,977 people were killed um, 19 hijackers and more than 6,000 were injured immediate deaths included 265 on the four planes that does include the terrorists but whether you can call them human or not is um, debatable um, 2,606 died in the World Trade Center and surrounding areas you've got to remember when these buildings fell there's shrapnel, glass, um, projectiles all flying off these buildings. If you were close enough, you may not even have had to have been at work that day or even, you know, part of the, the thing. You could have just been stood there watching. Um, it's very, very possible that that this, this actually, you know, you were a part of the aftermath. Um, 125 people died at the Pentagon and this and obviously the 44 are included in in the planes um the attacks remain the deadliest terrorist attack in world history so you have the worst ever terrorist attack um most of those who died um were civilians that i think makes it worse 344 firefighters died 71 law enforcement officers died at the world trade center and there was another 
law enforcement di- uh, officer who died when Flight 93 crashed in Pennsylvania. 55 military personnel died at the Pentagon. Um, and there was a, there is a breakdown. Um, there were more than 90 countries who lost citizens at the World Trade Center, which just explains how massive this was, you know, how, how this affected everybody around the world. There were 67 people from the United Kingdom that died, uh, 47 from the Dominican, 41 from India, 39 from Greece, 28 from South Korea, 24 from Canada and Japan, 18 from Colombia, 16 from Jamaica, 16 from the Philippines, 15 from Mexico, 14 from Trinidad Trinidad and Tobago, 13 from Ecuador, 11 Australians, 11 Germans, 10 Italians, 6 from Bangladesh, Ireland, Pakistan and Poland. That's just to name a few. So, this is amazing this story um it is one of those stories that will live on forever um it's something that people will always always remember um as of august 2013 medical authorities concluded that 1140 people who worked lived or studied in lower manhattan at the time of the attack have been diagnosed with cancer as a result of exposure to toxins at ground zero it has been reported that over 1400 9/11 rescue workers who responded to the scene in the days and months after the attacks have since died um at least 10 percentages were lost as a result of 9/11 and neither the FBI nor New York City officials recorded the casualties of the 9-11 attacks in their crime statistics. So even more people have died or have had lifelong uh, illnesses because of the 9-11 attacks. Now, this is a very heartfelt episode. This is a very very hard episode to record because it is such an important time in history and it is something that you know we all we always say in in this country um and and we have i mean i i personally have never said it but i have heard people say guy we go 9-11 americans going on about the terrorist attack again um, we don't go on about the blitz and this is coming from older generations we don't go on about the blitz and i'm thinking the difference is the blitz was a time of war um civilian casualties are, are almost expected at a time of war this was the worst terrorist attack in human history this was the first time anybody had ever attacked mainland usa since 1812 since the war of 1812 um and this was something that shocked the world because it was recorded you know we all can see the videos of these towers falling down we've all seen the video of the second plane going into the tower we've all seen the aftermath and the way that america as a country 
pulled together and stood up as a nation against terrorism and the one thing I will say about this is America proved on that day that they were a united country everybody in America felt the same gut-wrenching horrible sickly feeling that that they all felt the same everybody in America and you know this is something I want I would love Americans now to look back at this and think do you know what 20 years ago it took the worst terrorist attack in human history to unite this country and everybody was singing from the same hymn sheet now much like the UK it's a very fractured country it's a very um, split country down the middle there's, there's left and right and you know let's remember how America was when they were all united and and all felt the same it was you know it, it shouldn't take something like that but it, it was an absolutely heinous act and there is a reason why I have not mentioned any other than the one um, terrorist you know I, I can name all 19 don't want to don't want to give them the airtime don't care about them um, not bothered about them in any way shape or form you know it found out later obviously we know that the statistics the facts that this was al-qaeda um slash taliban um funded by a saudi billionaire who moved to afghanistan and um was you know he had his saudi passport revoked in 1994 so he was no longer a saudi citizen um, all of the hijackers were Saudi Arabian um, or Middle Eastern. Um, you know, they all went to the same camp. They were all taught under the same guy. And, yeah, America got him back. Um, I've seen there's a podcast of the Navy SEALs um, and the killing of Osama bin Laden, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Um, you, I can't remember the name of it. You guys will have to Google it, but it's actually one of the Navy SEALs who was in there. Um, and, yeah, it's brilliant. And it, and I I almost cheered when he said, and, and I shot him between the eyes, and I was just like, yeah, finally, you got him. Um, you know, and that's because I remember this, terrorist attack so vividly and it, it lives with me um, as a memory you know it lives with you guys who are listening I'm, I'm sure a lot more than what it does with us um, so yeah I would love to uh, I'd love to know if there is anybody out there who was there uh, anybody who was in Manhattan on that day um, I'd just love to, to get you on for an interview um, I I have men messaged a couple of groups um, who are 9-11 survivors or families of 9-11 survivors um, and asked them if they would be interested in, in giving me an interview. Um, haven't had any response as of yet. So if you do know anyone or you were present, please drop me a message because I would love to get another episode out about this um, and personal experiences of the day because... I can't put into words 
how emotional this actually is and how it made me feel 3,000 miles away at 10 years old compared to how someone who must have felt who was in Manhattan on that day and and saw the, the tragedy unfold. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It is a, sh- a shorter episode, but like I said, I don't want to go into any of the conspiracy theories. I don't want to go into the history of the hijackers or anything like that. I don't think the hijackers deserve airtime. And I don't think really, conspiracy or not, it was still the worst thing in my lifetime that I will ever remember um, as, as a as a tragedy like that. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll leave you leave you with that. So, uh, thank you for for listening, guys. And like I said, get in contact with me this week in history on Facebook, twih uh, pod at gmail dot com if you want to email me um, or patreon dot com forward slash this week in history. So thanks for listening, guys. Remember, we all have history. Make yours great. Bye-bye. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool, too. With an ice-cold cold brew. And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow-steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again. This time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.